0: When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. When life gives you a grocery list, you go to Cafe of Life. Welcome back to another episode of Long Beach Locals, the only podcast in Long Beach that highlights local businesses and the people behind them. When you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. This podcast is brought to you by Active Life. I'm your host, Justin Mosley. And today, our guest is owner and founder of Cafe of Life, Dr. Joshua Siegel. Dr. Joshua Siegel. Thanks for
1: having me, Justin. I really appreciate being here. I
0: appreciate you spending the time with me.
1: And it's kind of funny you talk about lemons into lemonade, and the shirt I picked today is a perfect synchronistic
0: perfect
1: uh, <laughs> serendipitous moment.
0: You knew it. You knew exactly what you were coming in for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having us, and I appreciate hey. the whole Active Life family.
0: I appreciate you joining us, seriously. Yeah. Can you share with us the transformative experience that led you to pursue a career in chiropractic care and your personal journey from suffering from severe allergies and asthma to become a chiropractor?
1: Yeah, so it all started out, I'm a twin, and in twin worlds, which I didn't know growing up, there's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was my sister, and I was Danny DeVito. <laughs> and so as a twin, I had all these symptomatic allergies and asthma. And I tried the traditional approach at the time. My mom took me to the allergist and I got shots every week and then the inhalers. And every week I would get sicker and sicker. After about six months, somebody said, you got to try something different. Mm-hmm. But at the time, there weren't a lot of resources. And so someone suggested going to the chiropractor and had no understanding, no idea. So I to this chiropractor, Dr. Robert Kleinwax in Roslyn at the time. And he said, your body's made to self-heal, your body's made to self-regulate. But you got a lot of interference in your nerve system which is your neurology and so he goes you got need to do this you need to do this you got to follow this active care plan and within a few months you're going to be good within one month of care i didn't need an asthma inhaler and as a six seven year old child all i knew is when i couldn't breathe i couldn't go outside and play after one month of care no inhaler i was able to go play outside after a few months of care i had no more allergies and so my mom quit her, her corporate computer associate job that she was like in the company on like day one when they were just starting before they were a big conglomerate she quit her job said i'm going to dedicate my life to this took my whole family there and we all started going to the chiropractor every week we went to the chiropractor and every week my body got stronger my family had different stuff going on it helped the whole healing process for my me my twin sister my younger sister my mom and it was like a way of life going to the chiropractor
0: wow yeah i could imagine how especially as a young child going through a lot of that and trying to experience and interpret of like why am i the one who has to go inside when i'm feeling sick why it's a lot of why me's i yeah, can imagine a lot
1: of blame doubt and you know at the time my parents were getting divorced and you know mm. i never thought about the emotional side of it it was all physical i can't breathe i can't do this but you know when your parents get a divorce they say that it's not really the divorce that messes you up it's all the bickering and the energy go the, with the parents that the children are aware of because we're like an ecosystem. right? And they feel that, and that gets into the system as well as being mm-hmm. the Danny DeVito in twin worlds.
0: Yeah, and it, it's discouraging, you know, because, like, say you have your friends who want to go outside and play. Maybe you want to go join a sport, and you have to con- always be conscious about, well, am I okay? Is this going to be okay? Will I just be all right for even stepping out of my comfort zone slightly?
1: Totally. And as a twin, you always compare yourself to your twin. And my, my twin sister was grade in school I struggled in school and I I struggled in life yeah so going to the chiropractor helped me change my life in many ways at that time more on a superficial level I thought but really on a deep level as I learned throughout life going through different stuff
0: right there was definitely more behind it than just you going in there and seeing him there was so many deeper layers to it that needed to be addressed like an
1: onion yeah yeah
0: What do you believe sets chiropractic care apart as a natural healing approach, especially given your own success story?
1: Well, there are so many healing modalities and they all have their place in my mind. But when you think about a house, the first thing they build is the foundation Mm -hmm. and the first thing that develops in our body as a little seed (laughs) and that sperm when they come together is the brain. And they call it the notochord, but which is the spine, the brain and the nerve system are the first two things to develop in the body. And they're so important, that they're housed by hard bones. Like we have a skull, we have bones around our spine, every vertebrae. Mm-hmm. We have seven cervicals, 12 thoracics, five lumbars, and some other bones down there. And those bones are protected. So your nerve system, your neurology, is the connecting between your brain and your body. No other approach that I'm aware of actually move the bone to allow that nerve system to flow at 100%. I go to the acupuncture every week. They're working on the meridians, different systems. I get a massage every week. They're working on the muscle and the soft tissue. But the neurology and the balance of the brain hemispheres, without that balance of the brain hemispheres, what I see and what I, you're seeing high, high levels, autism, ADHD, dyslexia. You know, when we were kids, one in 10,000 kids were autistic. Now, one in 68 kids, are autistic and one out of 42 boys are autistic wow. these days. And it's all, it's all brain imbalances. And it's all about how the brain relates to the physical, chemical, emotional, environmental, and spiritual body. So that's what I look at chiropractic, not just the physical level. It's all those different pieces, like a five-legged stool. And when you bring those all together, like the active life, like I was reading your whole thing. And it's an amazing approach because you're looking at the person as an individual, Mm -hmm. you know, not where they're at, but listening to where they're at to raise their levels. And that's what I look at chiropractic is allowing that structure to allow the body to function better. But it all
0: starts with a solid foundation. And I couldn't agree with you more you know especially like when we talk about peering, peeling back those layers and when you want to know somebody of course the hard exterior is on the outside yeah we have to get to the meat of it and the yeah. only way we can do that is just one layer at a time you have personal beliefs you have things that you've been told and been known for your entire life and some is just wrapped around what you believe your identity is like your identity is who you are yeah. and as you grow up and constantly you're being told you're this person you're this diagnosis you're this thing it's like, again, it can be discouraging. It could be like mentally traumatizing. It can be so many different things to that.
1: It's, it's, and it's amazing in this day and age how, you know, in the U.S. especially, we have the most advanced technology. We have access to most, the amazing systems. But if you look at the world health of where the U.S. is, we're like third to dead last. Yeah. And it's like, why? Americans make up a certain percentage of the world. I don't know that number right now. But they take 70% of the world drugs are given to Americans. I'm not talking about crisis care and emergencies. We're number one in triage. But for health and wellness, we're one of the sickest countries in the world. So it's my mission and so many missions like you guys and so many other healers and people on this road to healing and transformation. Not about the outside work. But going inside and diving into those layers of stuff to clear out this this backpack of baggage we've been carrying and been told and labeled. Everything's a label. You this or that. And I don't agree with labels. You could just like you could take a. Pro athlete, a, sp- a sprinter, and make him a marathon runner. You, anybody, or David Goggins. I love mm-hmm. him. You know, the guy was huge, and and he was and he, and he became this motivate—not motivational, but this inspirational guy that mentally that you can do anything. That there are no barriers. The only barriers are the ones we create in our brains and our bodies.
0: Yeah, and that's a, I'm all with you on that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many people out there and it's sad you know because these people have never been given the opportunity to trust another individual and say like i'm putting you in my hands and knowing this will work like both our approaches sound similar of that holistic mind body spirit approach and being able to know like there's a way and there's possibilities and there's more to this
1: and you know you know there's a way but the problem that i i believe the biggest thing is in a lot of systems that are on the outside they take away your faith they take away your hope i don't like the word motivation to me motivation it's like you're motivated then you stop i like the word inspiration Mm -hmm. because when you're inspired to me you're bringing in spirit you're bringing in god and and there's nothing more powerful than god in my mind especially on the journey that i've been on without faith you're nothing you're either feeding your fear or feeding your faith but you got to give people inspiration and give them a specific bullseye a specific action plan and i know you guys do that because i read through your whole website i'm like man they really target the individual here this is not a cookie cutter thing and same with me it's not cookie cutter it's all about what does that person need to elevate their mind their body and spirit in a small sequential step process
0: right and something i like to tell a lot of people about like motivation inspiration is like the difference between motivation, motivation is temporary. You get motivated to do something, maybe you wake up one day, like I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna go for a run today, and you only go for it once that week, yeah. because you were only motivated by it. What is going to compel you to be inspired? And that power is something that is gonna keep you going every day. The days you don't wanna do it, the days you need it the most, that's where you dig deep for that.
1: It's hard, it's hard man, when, you know, as you know some of my story, and I'm gonna share it today, is you know, when you're going through that, that valley, and everything is like fear and, and damage and crisis, it's hard to get out of bed. You know, when yeah. I, you know part of my story uh, that I'll just get into, when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, he was an IV drug user and he got used he in heroin and he became, he had AIDS back in the eighties. And I watched my dad go from a 200 pound man to basically like hundred pounds within months. They gave my dad like three months to live And one of the reasons why I'm really a chiropractor besides the change that it gave me is, the chiropractor told my mom, even though my parents were divorced, they said, tell your dad to come to this office, we're gonna help make his transition easier. My dad lived an extra two years. And so, in a kid world, two years is a long time. I know adult world, it's like two years is like in a blinking of an eye. But to have my dad an extra two years, and he was sober, and he was good, he was like the best dad ever. He died a week after my 13th birthday, and as a Jew, that's a week after my bar mitzvah, he passed away. He got to see me become a man in that religion, in that faith, even though I lost my faith for a while after that because he passed away. It gave me two extra years with my dad, so even going through that valley, seeing the, the benefits of chiropractic on a life-changing view really opened up my spirit, even though I closed down a lot after that loss. It was like another one of those God-winked moments.
0: Yeah, well, first off, thank you for being transparent with that you know that's definitely a story that i can imagine resonates with a handful of people of losing somebody that important to you especially with a fighting addiction and going through that and being able to be a voice for those people who yeah. don't get to be heard and that's not light
1: and like you shared, you know and and i'm looking forward to growing cultivating this ecosystem that we talked about you know most people on the outside you know in fake book You know, everything in life is perfect, but, you know, I always say you either face your stuff or stuff your face. It could be with drugs, food, alcohol, poor relationships. And, you know, when my dad died, before he died, I was, like, scared of the world. I had so much fear because comparing myself to my twin, who was, like, super athlete, super grain, and all this straight-A student, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, this little runt, you know, I believed, and I was told. And that that moment happened, and then I just cracked out of my shell. I'm kind of like... I got nothing left to lose. I started playing sports in seventh grade, football, wrestling, lacrosse, those are my go-to. One, I think I loved it because it got a lot, a lot of aggression. Yeah. And it just started to cultivate my mindset, especially being a wrestler.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: nothing, I feel wrestling is one of the best sports because it teaches you discipline, self-worth, self-esteem, because it's you and somebody else in the battleground. Mm-hmm. And then your teammates, it's very inspiring. So there's moments in your life that define you or you become. You either become your stuff or you become your shit. And I say, yeah. face it, you know, face off. And I know we're all going through different battles. Everyone on this planet, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, with all this stuff going on, we're all going through stuff. So we all got a story. Right. Now I think the more people that hear our stories my story your story everybody's story and get real and vulnerable it's like i live by my heart you know i, I share my shit with all my clients mm-hmm. because i know they're here i go I, I go i always tell them and i laugh i go listen i got as much shit as you do i'm just diving into it way more than you are but you can get there too
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's one of the key approaches when trying to find and build trust with someone especially like the people that we may be working with yeah it's people with so many layers that it's, they, they may not even be ready to open that up because they don't trust you yet. You yeah. know, they need to have this relationship and know like, I'm human too, I've gone through a lot, maybe not as much as you have, you still have somebody who's willing to work with you, talk with you and build with you.
1: Yeah, we all got wounds and you know, one of the, one of the main pillars of our office is, is a quote I always say that I learned from my mentor, Arno: when trust is in existence, healing is promoted. Healing could be physical, emotional, chemical, environmental, spiritual. But when you build that trust, anything is possible.
0: I 100% agree. And that's something we harp ourselves on a lot because we believe every time we see somebody, it's, it's another. We call it a sale, but uh, at the same time, it's we see it as a trust. When we think about a, a sale, it's just a transfer of trust between people. It's, energy. it's Exactly, it's just another piece of energy that this person is giving me something in order to get the thing that they want. And that's a lot of trust, regardless, because the thing that they're giving us is something they work hard for. It could be money, it could be energy, time. Yeah. For a lot of people, it, it always varies at the same time. It's just something that we need to be on top of other people for and knowing that we're genuine and authentic.
1: Yeah, because if you're not genuine or authentic, it's like, you know, I don't want a transactional sale. I want a transformational opening mm. because transactions happen all the time. You know, you go to the bank, you go to the store, you go to the restaurant, but you ever go to a good restaurant and there's just such good service. And my mission is to be of service. And when you create transformation connections, that's, that's diving into the onion, diving into the yeah. layers. And that's what I love about what I get to do with, with whole families, you know? Not just, most people think chiropractic, back pain, neck pain, and that's like a low hanging fruit. I wanna dive into heart healing, wound healing, life healing, transformational healing, growth healing. And, and that can be on so many different mm-hmm. levels and different things for different people like you just shared.
0: Right, we're all unique and we all need a unique approach. Yeah. You know, uh, that the cookie cutter system is starting to wear out
1: yeah and you see that in every profession i know i used to go to certain gyms you know and i i don't i don't call your place a gym i call it you know it's it's a, it's a transformation of life is the way i look at it. but there are gyms out there too right that that's what people want you go to you know 24 hour f- whatever that is or mm-hmm. what, i don't even know whatever there's so many of those places and that's more transactional mm-hmm. but i want to create ecosystems you know yes. i want to create an ecosystem like tony robbins talks about or sean callicky these are people that you know, I just fell in love with their processes and different people, different mentors. I believe everyone has something to give, but you it's its like different layers and ha- how deep you wanna go. Some people just want that. They wanna be in and out and that's their thing, but I wanna dive deep into their lives and I don't call them patients, I call them my family because mm. all, every one of people that come into my office, they all got my cell phone number. Call me anytime you need something.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, uh, I love the idea that you you keep saying the ecosystem this is how you build a community, yeah. you know, like a family and a world and a space that is like, this is where home is. yeah. And this is for a lot of people, because a lot of people may not even have that idea of what a home may look like. Yeah. When you come back to Long Beach, being able to have that of like, this is my home, the people here are amazing. If I need something from somebody I know who to talk to, generating and creating an ecosystem of complete value across the board
1: totally and that's one of the things that i fell in love with you know coming here as a kid in long beach growing up in east meadow but like my mom grew up in east meadow her parents grew up in east meadow you know and i I came to long beach and there was one i have an affinity to the ocean Mm -hmm. there's something about mother nature ocean mountains but the ocean to me is like god's god's bath and there's something about being in Long Beach. One, you see generational families here. It's like so many generations and the community here, majority of it is so open and so willing to be healthy in mind, body and spirit. But you know, the challenge that I see with a lot of, well in chiropractic world, like it's a competition. You know what? Mm -hmm. No, it's not a competition. How many pizzerias are there in town? How many? people that do the work that you do in different arenas, but it's not a competition. There's a chiropractor literally in my office building right next door to me. Wow. And when I came into the building, the landlord goes, I gotta ask the chiropractor if it's okay. This guy, Dr. Bruce Silverberg, I love, he's amazing. He was in that office at the time. He goes, yeah, the more the merrier, because the more people that get under chiropractic care, the more we're changing the community, the more people are getting off opioids and all this crap that's going on in, in our environment. and." That's what I loved about, you know, coming here one it's not I want more people on the chiropractic to There's not enough chiropractic in this town. If we if, if every person in this town went under care, if every person in this town worked out, there would not be enough people to serve them. Mm-hmm. So we need more people to get on the mission, get on the mindset of let's transform, let's get this town healthy in mind, body and spirit because we see the other side of it so often in our faces.
0: Right. And to not see it as competition or a challenge and things like that yeah. it's like again this is building the ecosystem yeah it, just because we're in a similar field yeah we can still help a whole lot of people totally. the town gets up to almost over 100,000 people come summertime i know so plenty of people to be helped
1: and that's why when i met dr pastuch you know originally when he had his other businesses he used to come get adjusted. i go, come on in anytime you want. And it's just like, you know, he's doing his world with, at the time, a different model of kind of, of work and working on people. And I'm doing my model. And I'm like, dude, come in anytime you want. And I didn't know him from a hole in a while. I just knew of him because my buddy in North Carolina had a business similar to him. And he goes, you got to meet my buddy, Pat And I'm like, yeah, tell him to come in. And that's what we do here. That's why I love, you know, it's not Siegel Chiropractic. It's called Cafe of Life because there's nothing bigger than life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about how much money you got. Look at Steve Jobs, more money than the world. But if you don't have health and life, you have nothing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've mentioned your mission to inspire and guide people to fulfill their extraordinary lives. How do you integrate this mission into your chiropractic practice at Cafe of Life?
1: Cool. Great question. So, you know, when people, like I said, when we think chiropractic, I, th- I talk about neurology. And because that neurology and the connection between the brain and the neurology connects to physical, chemical, emotional, environmental, and spiritual, when I look at a person, I wanna see what parts of their brain are firing, what parts of their brains are working, what parts of their brain are not working. So one side is usually more dominant, one side is underworking. And so when I look at that, I'm looking at the brain hemispheres. I'm looking at their spine with uh, digital x-ray, posture evaluation, nerve scans, neurology testing, different pieces to see where that person's at. I'm also Mm -hmm. doing muscle testing because your body's a big circuit. And those circuits go to your every organ, every tissue, every muscle. So I'm looking at the complete body on all those different levels that I just shared before and seeing where the imbalances are. We could check the emotions by different functions or just to having a conversation, listen to the people's mm. dominant thought patterns. Are they in the victim mode? Or are they a winner mindset? You know, how they, how they their body language. Like I always love when people come in and like, this to me, it makes me say, they're like having a conversation with me and like, yeah, I'm open to your saying. And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile they're, they're, their legs are crossed, their arms are crossed. Mm-hmm. They're like, this guy is like selling me something. I, and I say, do, are you, do you wanna hear what I have to say? Are you open to what I have to say? Because that's not. What's the, point? what's the point? You're wasting your time, your money, your effort. <coughs> and you're wasting my time.
0: Yeah.
1: And my time, you know, time is valuable. Nobody ever died one day and said, I, I wish I had more money. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone said, I wish I had more time. So I look at people's language, bodies, brain hemispheres, and all those different pieces from people that are, we, f- we focus on pregnancy, children, and optimal function is our goal. So everyone has different needs, different wants. And so we use different reasons. You know, science is amazing in the sense you have so many tools right now to see what's going on on the inner workings. And one of the simplest tools as a functional chiropractor is a structural x-ray, because it's gonna show me degeneration, it's gonna look at the curves. And science and research has shown if you don't have those pieces Mm -hmm. as an adult or even as a child, you're gonna have neurological imbalances, you're gonna have autoimmune issues. You're going to have learning disabilities, allergies, asthma, Mm -hmm. autism, dyslexia, ADHD. And I mean, you could go down the list and everything, every disease you could tell me, I could guarantee there's some imbalance in the body. Because the goal of chiropractic on the simplest level is balance, homeostasis. We always Mm -hmm. want to be in balance. So even with all the garbage people put in their bodies and their thoughts, the body will always survive. But I don't want surviving. I want thriving. And that's Mm -hmm. why our approach like your approach is very different than most How would you label yourself a studio like what do you call yourself?
0: We call ourselves an active life. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we have really been like harping on of knowing we're not we're not a gym, we're not a facility. Cool. We're, we thought about space, you know, yeah. that was like an idea of how we'd want to call this, but we were like no, we're an active life. This is where you go for to live an active lifestyle.
1: Same thing. So that's why it's called Cafe of Life cuz it's all about like the first time I opened my office in Belmar, where I first started, I still have that office. The Board of Health came in because it was called Cafe of Life. And they go, what kind of food you got here? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, we got spiritual food. You want some? They go, what? I go, we're, we're a healthcare, health and wellness office. And they literally walked out. But the first time I hung up my sign, my shingle, mm-hmm. that the Board of Health came in and said, where's your Board of Health certificates and what kind of food you got? that's, that's, really a, that's we interesting a, a that's a restaurant funny. so many people walk by you got you got any coffee here yeah i go yeah you get you get a, a shot of wheatgrass at bob's right after. right there yeah, right next door yeah we're <laughs> in the same building so it just run through the wall right
0: that's funny yeah wow uh, something i like to highlight on what you just said that i tell my clients and people around me a lot is would you tolerate the way you talk to would you tolerate if another person spoke to you the way you speak to you so if somebody if you keep telling yourself i suck i'm not good at this everything's everything is bad around me if somebody or just kept telling you you suck you aren't a good person you aren't good at anything you'd probably punch this person in the face you wouldn't yeah. be very happy if this person kept talking to you this way so don't talk to yourself this way yeah. you know there's a lot more and that's where that's another layer of unpacking of like that makes sense why do i even speak to myself this way and these are usually like some subconscious thoughts where you've always been told like oh if you're not if you do something wrong the first time you suck yeah then you're just fe- feeding yourself that and the brain is constantly that sponge taking it all in
1: um, and, and it's amazing so being an expert in that in the past now i don't claim that but growing up in an abusive home and being abused physically emotionally told my teacher in high school told me never to take a science class again You know, and and through sports, I built my confidence up Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, I don't know if you could curse on the show, but I'm like, I'm like, fuck them. And I became, I took, I went, I wound up going to chiropractic school and taking every ology and every science. And I struggled in school with the science part of it. But when I started to do the, learn the chiropractic and the philosophy and the art, Mm -hmm. that was like, that was like my, my juice. That was like, I loved it. And then, as I became out of school and started to fall in love with neurology on on a whole nother level, not because when you're in school and you have to do something, it's like nobody wants to do it. But when you want to evolve your craft, you want to become a master at something. You know, masters practice in between performances. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the average, you know, professional athlete, they're training 365 days a year on something. Every day they train. Like if like I always say, you know, why would I work out? or do something three days a week. If I did, if I move my body five days a week, how many more hours a year am I putting in? than it's who just trains hard three days a week. If I just train five days or seven days a week at 75% and then in competition trained even harder, like during that competition, I'd be months ahead, years ahead of that person in one year. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I look at life. Every day I do something that's challenging. Some days it could just be getting out of bed. Yeah. You know, going through what I just went through, I'm going to get into that after, it was just hard to get out of bed to literally walk up a flight of stairs. Yeah, And so I believe every day, one, if God gives you the ability to wake up, be grateful. Every day, yeah. I thank God. I thank my wife. I thank my son. I thank my community. I thank my practice members because they're my family. Like, so many people have checked in during this crazy two years of my life right now. And it's like, man, I they call me, they write letters, you know, people that haven't come in in years because, you know, people come into, you know, it would be great if everyone stayed with our practice from day one, but you know, that's not, that's not truth in any, any, any world. Uh, people come into your life for reasons and seasons and just like, you know, at one, one year you might be doing this, next year you might be doing that, but as long as you're evolving, not revolving, right. as long as you're evolving your mind, your body, spirit every day and really every year, I break my life into basically weeks, that's how I operate mm-hmm. at this point. It used to be like a three-year, a five-year, a seven-year plan. Mm-hmm. But right now, with everything that just went through, I'm like, I'm living week to week, which is cool. But then I go into month to month, and then I break breaking into quarters. And then I have goals and, you know, a vision board and vision mapping and strategies in my toolbox to get me to my next step,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that goes into the story of the tortoise and the hare, you yeah. know, it just consistency Don't ever yeah. stop moving. Even when this road gets hard, just keep it. We, keep
1: on keeping on exactly yeah
0: can you get into a little bit more of what has been going on with you
1: yeah so right when uh, covid started i was like one of the first cases of covid uh, years ago to just back to it, years ago before hurricane sandy everything in long beach is post sandy pre sandy mm-hmm. so pre sandy i was 365 pounds and i developed rheumatoid arthritis and to the point that from emotional loss of my spiritual teacher, uh, physical stuff going on, being so heavy and out of balance. Meanwhile, I was a fat doctor is my joke, I can help everyone else except make myself first. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was, you always hear this, if a plane's going down or those oxygen masks come down, you got kids next to you, you would think to put it on your children first. No, what could you you if you can't breathe? So you got to help yourself first. So when I developed the rheumatoid label, which was an order on me and me attacking myself, I said, I got to change. So I got to the point that I couldn't walk for three months. So I called the doctors and the medical world at that time, and still their way of treating rheumatoid was to put you on an autoimmune suppression to suppress your immune system for the rest of your life. They didn't talk about nutrition. They didn't talk about movement, activity, the mind stuff. So I I just started searching, and I went down that rabbit hole, like deep down the rabbit Mm -hmm. hole, and I found this guy, Dr. Ray, in Pennsylvania that had this health and wellness program to clear out the inflammation, to retrain the brain through foods and supplements. So I went from 365 to 220 pounds. Wow! In like about three years. Wow! Um, and next thing you know, the rheumatoid went away. But I also did a lot of spiritual work and healing work and. Just a lot of the emotional work because growing up in that house I grew up in, there was, besides physical baggage, I carried so much emotional baggage because my program at the time was everyone that I loved either left me, hurt me, or died. Because also at the time, my sister at age 20 was killed in a drunk driving wreck. She wasn't driving, she was in the back middle seat. And all those other people in that car walked away. So I, you know, one of the things I say when it's your time, it's your time. Um, She was in the back middle seat she passed away at 20 years old. I was almost 25, and that's what got me really connected with God again. I'm like, man, I'm ready. She was like the good one, the smart, beautiful. At the time, I was living. I was living, you know. Even though in many ways I was doing good, I was in chiropractic school. I was failing out because I, you know, wasn't. It was just, you know, I wasn't into it. That got me on my road to healing and recovery and reconnecting my spirit, and really got me on my road to, you know really clean up my life on so many levels mm-hmm. and that was like a one of those wake up moments and so next thing you know the rheumatoid went away and my body healed the rheumatoid when i went to the doctor i got my blood work there was no more, more rheumatoid factor so that's how i got involved in the the health and wellness side because you know chiropractic is amazing but if you're eating mcdonald's every day and you're not exercising you're know, moving your body or changing your emotional state you're still carrying around baggage you know yeah. it might be different baggage, but it's still baggage and it's stored in our our past is carried behind us. And that's why the spine is like the lifeline. It's a tree of life. That tree, those roots, the roots clear, you become strong. And what we saw during Sandy, like the West end, those houses were built on cinder blocks. Strong storm comes in, knocks those houses off. So if we don't have a strong foundation and we're not rooted, things will just blow us like the wind. You can't anchor to an unanchored mind.
0: Thank you for sharing all yeah. of that. And I appreciate you being very transparent and open. I'm sorry about the loss. Yeah, of I share
1: everything, man. That's why, like you know, when people see me and hear me and hear my story, I'm like, you know, you ever go to a, you know, I'm sure most people have gone to a doctor and they walk in, hi, I'm the doctor. You're the patient. Like I hug people, I give hands, you know, mm-hmm. if they want to, if they don't want to, that's okay too. But, you know, I want people to know my story because when they're coming in, a lot of times, they're not thinking chiropractic and health and wellness first. Mm-hmm. They're coming from a crisis model, and that model is good for emergencies, but they lost their faith, they lost their hope, and they've been told that their body is weak, they can't do this, they're going to have to be on this drug the rest of their life or whatever, or they have to live with this the rest of their life. And I say, that's bullshit. If God God doesn't create junk. God creates, like we come in God's image, I always say, and I don't care if you're Jew, Christian, Muslim, they, we come from one source. We all die the same way. We all come into the world the same way. Whatever road you go out on, you go out on. But you need to meet people and listen and hear their vulnerable and be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's why I I am so transparent, because you know if I could change one person, I'm not you know. And another person changes one person. Mm-hmm. That's how you affect the world. And I'm not about global change. You know, think locally, act globally is my mission.
0: Yeah, that's the ecosystem.
1: Yeah, that's the ecosystem we're talking about. Yeah.
0: Can, I'm sorry. Can you tell us more about your experience doing mission work around the world with chiropractic care and what impact has it had on the communities you've served?
1: Oh, well, this is, so the group that I work, there are so many mission groups that do great work, but the group that I worked with was called the Just World and their main areas that they targeted was Brazil because this guy, Dr. Lou Carletto, his life partner at the time was this lady Liddy, and she was Brazilian. And what you see in Brazil, in in the ghettos, is you know you go in these ghettos there, they have no food, people are killing themselves left and right. There's murder, there's crime. And at the time when I went in 2008, when I started with the mission group, Adjust World, they had been going there about 15, 20 years at the time, and they did a, an anthropologist did a study with them that they saw every time this group went there, crime rates went down. Why do chiropractors go down? Because when people are clear, mind, body, and spirit, they're gonna make better decisions. Every time we went there, this group, they would donate food to the, it would, through the churches and they would feed, be able to feed millions of people. The police would come in and take off their guns and get adjusted. We adjusted, I think, over 20,000 people in a week, like 12 chiropractors, wow. like thousands of people a day. And people would be like, that's impossible. But when you're, doing, when you're in the spirit realm, Anything is possible. Mm -hmm. There were people lined up from morning 7 a.m. to like 8 p.m. And, like, I I was so heavy at the time, I would literally sweat through my shirts. And they didn't care. They were just so blessed to receive this care. And in that realm, like, miracles would happen. Like, Mm -hmm. you'd have people in wheelchairs walking out of there. Because it's not like... People aren't thinking, people are thinking about healing and God. And we're working in a church or all these different satellite camps, they called it. And literally, you're watching people crying, releasing people that never spoke before, speaking like like breakthroughs and miracles that were so common on these trips. And they've happened over and over and over. But there are so many groups that have that do great work. So the group that I happen to do is a Just World. I lo- that was in 2008. Was the first mission trip, and then I from that I said, you know what, it's great to go to all these countries and foreign places, but I also want to be on a mission where I live, mm-hmm. because you, you we're, we're in an epidemic, you know, we're in a, a world where like you know, like I said, the autism and learning disabilities, and one out of four people have cancer now, one out of three people have heart disease, you know, and or and now you're seeing after COVID. One out of 10 people have kidney issues, which I know very close to home from just having COVID. I'm not even talking about that other stuff, but just from having COVID, it, it attacks the weakest part of the body and creates a lot of damage. You know, yeah. we're seeing like a lot of our loved ones, you know, if they had these factors or these comorbidities, you know, obesity, heart disease, and Americans, you know, one of the sickest countries, these people just went under and all the other people that sur- survived still have issues. Yeah. You've seen it left and right. So I've said, I'm gonna create a mission room in my communities and where I practice, Belmore and Long Beach and all you know, all of New York. Uh, I have people come from me all over the world. They just had a whole family come from Australia to receive wow. the care. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like yeah. from the other side of the world or England, and I'm like, I don't put limits on where people come from. However God sends me, I take care of.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's a very amazing mission, you know, and I think it's really inspiring too going out there, experiencing it, and then saying like, I need to bring this to my home, you yeah. know, where I'm from. I understand like on a global level, this is amazing. And you would see yourself doing it again. At the same time, do it locally first and yeah. really dive into it deeper and really helping a lot of the local community on top of that, which yes, is amazing. I agree. In your view, what are some key principles of vitalistic chiropractic care that are important for our listeners to understand? Can you debunk some pre-existing beliefs around chiro care, such as stroke, short-term reliefs, et cetera?
1: Yeah. So, so when, you know, you always hear, well, the first thing you always hear, once you start going to a chiropractor, you always got to go. And the question I always ask someone, I go, do you brush your teeth every day? Do you drink water every day? Do you eat food every day? Do you exercise multiple times a week? And mo- most people would say, yeah, that makes sense. Well, the dentist, the dental world did a great job educating people about dental hygiene. So one of my jobs and missions is to teach people about spinal hygiene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just like, you know, one of your primary missions is you got to move your body. You got to be active life for the rest of your life. It's no. like, <laughs> this is simple. <laughs> because if you're bedridden, what happens? Your body deteriorates. When you hear about stroke, the studies they did, and, you know, they, they don't talk about this part of it, but the majority of those people... That had a stroke. You know, you have it's like one in a million chances of getting a stroke from a chiropractor. You have more chances of getting a stroke when you go get your hair washed, and your neck is in that sink. And listen, there's good and bad in every profession. But a lot of those people that had a stroke were on blood pressure meds, blood thinners, cholesterol meds. And one of the biggest challenges with cholesterol meds, it creates it clears the artery, right? But then that creates placking. What is a stroke? A piece of that breaks off and goes through to the brain, and so, and then now with COVID shots, you know, we don't want to talk about it, but, you know, the Pfizer one, Moderna one, I don't know, I don't care which one you say, that spike protein, which you look at, I was just watching this whole research thing in Australia, they're asking, why are so many more people having cardiac and myocardic issues at a young age, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds, college athletes, you know, and it's rampant, you're watching people drop dead literally in public, and, and I get pissed off, you know, I get fired up about this, because they, they don't tell you why, but when you look at the spike protein and what it's doing, they'll see clots forming after they get those shots. That's why people, women can't get mammograms. They're telling them six months after that shot because it will create a lymphoma. Zwanger Siri, who I send people to get X-rays all the time, said, "How how often? Do you, when did you get your last COVID shot? If you got it or didn't get it? Why? Because you are seeing they're seeing all this stuff show up." And it's not like the world's getting healthier now. You know, round two of COVID's coming up. You're hearing it already. You're seeing it already. And so the stroke thing, listen, is it sad that that happened to people? Of course. You know, but but if you look at the underlying factors for the majority of the people, some people, listen, you know, that's why some, some people just, it could happen. But if you look at malpractice in the United States, everything is based off, like an anesthesiologist would have, or a neurologist that does brain surgery, they would have the highest malpractice because they're they're, they're working on a really crazy level. Chiropractors have lower cost malpractice for the highest coverage, cheaper than a physical therapist. So it's based on liability. The chances of getting hurt, getting a specific scientific chiropractic adjustment, is rare. And so, you know, I, I work on babies. But it's not like a baby adjustment is different than an adult adjustment. Mm-hmm. The way you adjust the baby is as much pressure you put on a ripe tomato without breaking the skin. It's through touch. It's not, There's no cracking the bones. What you're hearing, that sound that people are like, oh, you're cracking my bones? It's a gas being released. What moves the bone is the brain recognizing and reconnecting to that area of the body that needs to be aligned. That's who does the healing. The chiropractic does not healing. Just like in your active life, you might give the people the tools, but that person's body is making the advancements to change. Right. So the body is self-healing, self-regulating. And so those are other myths that you always share of. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the chiropractor the rest of my life. I'm gonna be active life the rest of my life. I'm gonna drink water the rest of my life. I'm gonna do things to promote health because what's the opposite of that? You're gonna take a medication the rest of your life. And I'm not saying medicine's good or bad. Sometimes you need it. but. There are things you got to do the rest of your life. You go to the, you go to your pediatrician for kids, uh, you know, every year, once a year for, for a wellness exam or whatever. You go to your doctors for other exams. You go to your dentist. You know, now the dentists say you need more than one cleaning a year. You got to go. The average dentist does three to four cleanings a year. Why? Because they found being more proactive creates less dental issues. Mm-hmm. Just like wearing braces. You wear braces. The average person wears braces that I had on for like two to three years. And then you got to do maintenance on it. You know, you maintain your house, you maintain your car. How come you won't think about, I got to maintain my body? Right. You know, and I don't even like the word maintain. You got to evolve your body always. Yeah. The way I thought about last year is different than I think now.
0: And it should be the same with your body. You adapt, you grow this (laughs) level of understanding with it that it's just like, okay, let's move on. Let's do another thing. Let's challenge it. Let's keep growing with this. So, yeah. Absolutely. And
1: at different times of your life, you might need different types of chiropractic care. There's, you know, there's hundreds of different techniques. You know, I always tell people, you know, people like come into your life for a certain season or reason like we shared before. And they might need other chiropractic work or, you know, they might need to go see some another practitioner. It depends on what you're going through. I like to keep myself open that everybody can come to me because we do so we do over 100 techniques. Mm-hmm. And so I don't limit myself to just one technique. I know that one technique might not work on this person, but all techniques work. But you got to find the right practitioner, just like you go to the right studio to for performance based work, you might need different performance and different levels of care at different times. And you know, if you're 20 years old, or 70 years old, you're gonna look at that person completely differently. And they're gonna need different stuff than a 20 year old or a baby or a newborn or a pregnant mother. And so I always say we take care of people from the womb to the tomb. It doesn't matter where you're at. It's it's where you want to go and need to go.
0: I agree with everything you say. Awesome, brother how do you envision the future of chiropractic care evolving and what role do you see yourself playing in that evolution?
1: So, you know, originally chiropractic, you know, back in the day to get discovered, it, it was more about to get really into the healthcare world. They became a lot of symptom orientated worlds and now was great in the beginning. But if you look at chiropractic before that, when it really was like, not really heard of it was more spiritual based
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i always say you got to look at the mind the body the spirit and so when you combine those three pillars from a functional neurology point of view and brain balancing that's the evolution because we're all born with brains and i don't know the statistic but what percentage of the brain we use is pretty minimal and mm-hmm. uh, you know i i don't even know the percentage but i know it's kind of low I should know that, but I don't know that at this moment. (laughs) But you imagine if we use like 100% of our brain, like what is possible? Like I always say if a salamander can grow back its tail, why can't a person like regenerate an organ? You know, the liver regenerates, you know, one of those organs. Sometimes we need help and other interventions as you know, part of my story. But if a salamander on that level of the chain could grow back its tail, what's possible when we hit the mind the body and the spirit and bring in faith in God and that's how I look at chiropractor chiropractic being a pillar of life's transformation
0: that was very well said
1: yeah it just came to me yeah. I, you know this is not what's cool about this this sharing because it's not an interview it's a sharing is you know you you asked me do you want to look through some of these things and I said listen I want to just let it flow like let spirit guys just like how I got a hundred shirts in my closet think, and something <laughs> just said, wear this shirt today. And I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. yeah.
0: <laughs> what would you like to leave the listeners off with?
1: Well, so, so recently, you know, right during COVID, my wife and I, we lost a baby at 31 weeks, which is kind of crazy. And I watched my wife go through this whole, and us as a family go through the, and my son who is three or four at the time go through this whole craziness and i was so pissed off i was so angry i wound up creating another autoimmune issue in my body that uh, attacked my kidneys and so i wasn't feeling good in november and at in november is when we have the benefit for my sister that passed away my twin sister started this great foundation called melissa's rainbow of joy every year they have a benefit and it's like kind of like tearing off the band-aid every year it's hard because it brings up a lot of my old wounds mm-hmm and I think I deal with it, and it gets better and different every year. Not easier, but different every year. And right during that time, I started to feel this, this like leg pain, and I thought it was like a rheumatoid flare-up, which I hadn't had in years. And then I got no energy, and I felt lethargic, and there was something going on in my eye, and I'm ringing in my ears, so I went to the ENT, and they're like, everything's fine, and then the dentist's like, you have, it's a wisdom tooth, you gotta go get it pulled, and I'm, at, I'm literally at the chair, ready to get, like, where they sedate you, they knock you mm-hmm. out dentistry. And the guy goes, this ain't your problem. You're not this ain't going to help you. And so I'm like, Shh. so I went to my friend who's a, another functional neurologic chiropractor. And Dr. Steve Linder saved my life. Uh, he goes, go get blood test." And when I went to go get blood, my staff was telling me, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. I'm like, I'm trying all the holistic stuff and nothing's working. And it literally took me almost to be on my deathbed because I was just so, just out of it. And they go, the, when the blood, the phlebotomist took the blood, she goes, Something's wrong with your blood. And she goes, I can't tell you that. But they called him the next day and said, Tell this guy to the emergency room, he's in kidney failure. And I'm like, What? I never had a kidney issue in my whole life. So they they based on your creatinine level, I and mean, my creatinine, which is supposed to be like point, point seven or point zero seven or under, was at a 23. So when I walked into the emergency room, so I asked my friend, I go, you know, before I knew, He calls me up he says you need to go i go i I go is it really like an emergency goes do you want to see your son tomorrow and i'm like i'm I'm like thinking my son's six years old that's the same time my dad left me i'm like i'm creating a different a same generational pattern in a different way if i don't go to the hospital i went to winthrop thank god and they they put me on emergency dialysis two right down my neck the creatinine started going down basically they said if i didn't get there i would have been dead in three days wow because the, my, my whole the kidneys were shutting down and i was becoming so toxic that's why i was so lethargic but a few days before that i broke out in a rash so i went to the dermatologist they gave me prednisone, and when i first started taking the prednisone, after day one i started throwing up so i thought i was allergic to prednisone, because i haven't taken a medication in like 25 years mm-hmm. not even like a tylenol and so i was throwing up because my kidneys were failing and literally so I went to the hospital. They put me in an ICU. I was in ICU for 12 days. At first, they're like, you're in kidney failure, but they couldn't figure out why I was in kidney failure. So the, this amazing like, new doctor, she was like finishing her residency, not even like the old doctors, but the, this new doctor said, let's check for this. So they checked for this autoimmune, and they said, you have anchor vasculitis, and it's called w- Wigman's or Wedman's at the time, and that's the way I learned it in school, but they said basically this autoimmune issue attacked your kidneys. I go, I never had diabetes. I never had heart disease. But they found with COVID, COVID can create kidney issues for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Not even the shot, just COVID. And so they put me on dialysis. I was on dialysis for a year and a half. I was in the ICU for 14 days. They put me on a ton of steroids. They started giving me like a, a cancer drug through an IV to, to, to shut down that autoimmune issue. I'm losing my hair. I'm throwing up, I'm bleeding out of all different ways. And I'm like, what the, so the doctor comes in and gives me that diagnosis. And I'm like, I just started crying. I'm like, Holy shit. I'm like, literally I have to, they go, you need a kidney transplant. The guy, the doctor called me in, comes in, says you have stage five renal failure and you need a transplant. or You're going to die and walks out of the room. I'm like, this is like, I was just a number, literally no emotion. Then when they died a day before that, they labeled me with the ankylvasculitis. The rheumatologist said this and I'm crying and I'm like, there's no cure for it. No healing in their world. But at that time, as soon as I got labeled, I'm crying. My wife's crying. This guy, Dr. Goodman, this chiropractor who I share my office with in Belmore. He's been practicing like 40 years. He sent his rabbi over at the time, because he had, like, connection with the hospital. He was, like, the rabbi of the hospital. And he walks in that moment, and he goes, I'm here to pray for you. So that's who I knew that God got my back and that I was going to be okay on my so crying. <laughs> and this little Jewish Orthodox rabbi, Rabbi Pearl, from the Chabad in, like, Mineola, walks in. He goes, I'm here to pray for you. He brings me grape juice and Shabbos and challah. And I'm like, God, thank you. And then also at that time, I was working with a, a chiropractic coach, and he's praying for me and you know I had all these ivs hooked up to me and I'm, and, I, and i couldn't move and so i had the phone on the speakerphone and he's praying over me and literally all the doctors and it's a t- t- teaching school stopped in the hallway cuz you were in your icu it's like a fish tank they're all looking in they're pointing mm-hmm. to you like you're like you're like the animal in the cage and he's praying on me and it, he literally stopped these doctors and students in their path and they all just started like listening and praying and i'm like whoa this is pretty amazing so i was on dialysis for a year and a half three hours and forty five minutes uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at five thirty in the morning. I would come home, sleep for three hours and work in the afternoons because I had to provide for my family mm-hmm. as well. And during that time, the average weight for a deceased kidney still right now is seven to eleven years in New York State. And you know the best way t- and the long longevity of a kidney is a live kidney. So someone giving you one of their kidneys because people can live on one kidney. Mm-hmm. So the first person that got tested was my wife and she, my wife, and I always called her pee pod. Like that was my nickname for her. What does a pea look like a kidney? And she was a match. So I'm like, what are the odds the wife, my soulmate is a match. But since losing the baby, I felt, we felt it was, I, we wanted her to get pregnant because if she gave me a kidney, she'd have to wait a, a longer time to get pregnant and we're not getting younger. And I said, listen, I, I can hang with this. And we made a decision together that let the other, because 75 people came forward when I wrote my letter on social media and the newspapers, Newsday picked it up and all these different social media platforms picked it up. And someone said, go to this organization called Renewal in Brooklyn, this Jewish organization. And I met them and they said, listen, we'd love to take you on and, you know, help you get support to find a living kidney, but we, but we can't because you have so many people that started getting tested with Columbia already, Columbia Presbyterian. And so they said, we can't take you on right now. I did the initial testing with them as well. And so we get a call a year and a half later, like in early June and this lady Miriam from renewal called my wife and my wife thought she was just calling to check in on us. And we said, Oh, we got great news. We got great news. We're getting a kidney. Someone's anonymous donor is giving us a kidney. And she goes, Yeah, it's coming from us. (laughs) And my wife and me and I are like, How is this even possible? We never even finished all the different steps to go through with them. But that's how God works. God can Mm -hmm. open the seas, God can change anything in a moment, in a blink of an eye. So it happened to be the anonymous donor shared who she was. She was an amazing lady called Yael, six orthodox lady from the five towns, has six kids. She's a social worker. She's an angel, and, the, and she wanted to do the surgery at a certain time because she was done with school, and they were traveling, getting off for the summer, and the recovery typically for the donor is a lot less than the recipient a lot, most of the time, not all the time, mm-hmm. and she wanted to do it early. And so on July 3rd, I had my kidney transplant eight weeks ago today, and it turns out July 3rd is my wedding anniversary. And it turns out, this is a God-wink moment. I, 10 years was, last year was 10 years m- being married. And my wife and I, we wanted to renew our vows. But at the time, like I'm like literally like lucky to be alive. And the name of the organization that brought me a kidney on our 11th year anniversary is called Renewal. So literally, on my wedding anniversary, I can cry right now, I was renewed. I had a new beginning, you know. So, an, an anonymous donor gave me her kidney. So one thing I want to get out to this massive audience become a donor in the sense of even if you're even if you don't want to do it while you're alive when you pass on be a donor on your license if you really want to raise the bar you know and you know somebody you know you and you and you feel moved cuz this lady gave me a kidney didn't even know me right. i can't i get to meet her in a few weeks so the day of the surgery i wrote a letter my wife wrote a letter so that she could read like how thankful and how blessed we were her, I didn't even you how to say it, for her unconditional love and support, giving a total stranger. In the Jewish faith, it's funny, which I didn't know this, but the Jews are the highest donors of kidneys in the world. They make up a little population, but in the Jewish faith, it's considered a mitzvah, which is a blessing. And if you get